Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let me reach into my big Christmas sack and see what's nestled within. Oh, it's the off-menu podcast. Here we are. It's Christmas. Let's have a big snog under the digital mistletoe. My name's Ed Gamble. Merry Christmas. Little Christmas boy. James Acaster here with a mouthful of holly. As per, that's James's Christmas tradition. Yeah, munch, munch, munch. A mouthful of holly and feeling very jolly. Merry Christmas. We remember that Christmas phrase, don't we? Uh, yeah. Mouthful of holly, don't forget your brolly. Yes, that's that's important as well. Yes. Ah, oh, Ed, I feel so festive, so full of Christmas cheer. I can't wait to welcome another guest into the Christmas Dream Restaurant. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's a Christmas special of the Off Menu podcast. But don't worry, the format largely remains the same. We will still be asking our special guests the following, James. Their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink. Plus, Christmas bonus round. That could be their favourite Christmas dish, or maybe they just want to tell us what kind of food they have all day long at Christmas. It's up to them. Indeed, it's a fairly loose Christmas round. Uh, And I'm very happy to say, James, that our special Christmas guest this week is... Russell Russell Howard. Howard. Russell Howard. You all know Russell Howard. Brilliant comedian. He's got loads of great shows on TV. He's, look, he's massive. He's Russell Howard. You know him. He's the nation's sweetheart. The nation's sweetheart. Although Nish Kumar would uh, would challenge that. I think Nish claims to be the nation's sweetheart and the nation's mm. cutie pie. Yes, but let's face it. If you're claiming that and forcefully saying that you're those things, that doesn't sound like the behaviour of a sweetheart. But very excited to have Russell in the restaurant. Uh, what's he going to pick? We don't know. But we hope he doesn't pick our secret oh. ingredient, which we have decided on, because if he picks the secret ingredient that we hate, we are kicking him out the restaurant. And the secret oh. ingredient this week is... Oh, candy, candy canes. Candy He's made canes. it Christmassy. It's a Christmas secret ingredient. I, personally, James, hate things like candy canes, mm-hmm. sticks of rock, anything yep. hard and sugary. Yep. It's If you've got to suck it, you've got to suck it 
yeah. then it's just like sugar, or you crunch it, and then it messes up your teeth, and it goes sharp. I hate it. When I was a kid, it's all I ever dreamt of. Of course, that won't surprise anyone. I wanted candy canes. I wanted sticks of rock. I remember going on holiday once uh, to the Lake District with my family, and there was a rock shop, and we went in there, and it was just wall-to-wall, just full of just different types of rock, but also, like, lollipop rocks and everything, and I was obsessed with that shop, and it's all I could ever think about, and I wanted to go there every day. Now it makes my te- my teeth hurt just to mm. look at those things, just yeah. to look at them. I'm like, oh no! You know when you suck a ro- like, stick of rock and it yeah. gets down to that kind of like you know slightly like uh, porous, just like white kind of uh, crumb, not even crumbly, like just like uh, rigid, horrible kind of like stick. That's what I imagine it does to my teeth. When I yeah. look at it, I'm like, that's what my teeth feel like now, is that just the, Diane Morgan told us teeth were porous, and now I believe her. I don't think I've ever got, got to that point with a stick of rock. I don't think I've ever sucked one to the middle. Fuck, oh, come on. And feel free to no context off menu that. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, like, uh, I definitely, I've sucked on many a stick of rock at the time. I, I remember being in primary school and in Mrs. Weaver's class, and she was like, we're going to talk about things that are high in sugar in this lesson. She went, what's number one? Does anyone know what number one is? And number one in that lesson was a stick of rock. Yeah, <laughs> of course it she was. was. Like, she put rock up there and candy floss. Yeah, anything like that, I'm not having that. Toffee apples can sod off as well. Anyway, if uh, I like apples, sure. Why are you putting them in prison? I like toffee. Yeah, it's not toffee though, it's sugar. Like I like toffee, I like chewy toffee with dairy in it, but not Mm -hmm. just sugar around a red sugar around an apple. Here's what I'd like, proper legit toffee that covers an apple that is actually not an apple but made of like a dessert of some sort, but apple flavoured. I once, ah, oh, in Sydney once said, uh, there was this place that did uh, great gelato and stuff, and they did this thing that looked like a toffee apple, but it was just gelato and sorbet and a- apple flavoured oh. sorbet covered in this gelato. And, ah, oh, it was so good. Oh, you know, uh, I've never I've never been to Australia, and it comes up so often as mm. an amazing place to eat, Sydney and Melbourne in particular. They're very, very good. They're great. Gotta We've go, got to get him over there, everybody. Gotta Everyone go. come together. We're going to send Ed to Australia. That's the new off-menu yeah. uh, mission. Crowdfunder. One of you's got to sort the crowdfunder, crowdfunder out. All of you chip in, and we're going to send Ed to Oz. There's a lot of problems in the world, but I think the main food-based issue that we need to solve is getting me to Australia. Good day, Gamble. We've got, to ha- ha- we've got to make it happen. Rashford, are you listening? Sort <laughs> it out. I've got to Come go on, to Rashford. Ah, oh, can't wait for Rashford to help you out. I've just we remembered. Should... We've got an episode. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, uh, hopefully Russell Howe does not say candy canes uh, and hopefully he picks some delicious stuff instead. So, without further ado, this is the off-menu menu of... Russell, Russell Howard. Howard! Happy Christmas. Welcome, Russell Howard, to the Dream Restaurant. Hello. Whoa. Welcome, Russell Howard, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Yeah, it's very nice in here, isn't it? What lovely outfits you're both wearing. What can you see? What have we we got on? Because bear in mind, this is the Dream Restaurant. This is all from your mind. You're both wearing uh, the exact outfit that uh, Eddie Murphy wore for Delirious. Yes, (laughs) we are. It's and quite it's, cramped in here. Isn't it's it, hot in here, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it hot in here? You're both yeah. sweating <laughs> profusely. Do you mean we're in one outfit together? 
in That's one right. big delirious yeah. outfit. I see. Yeah, no, it's awful in here. James is in the left leg. You're in the right. I'm confused. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't ask for this. It feels like there's been a communication problem. But you're both leathered up. Is this? Am I? Have I? Have I come at the right time? Am I actually at the restaurant? Or is this- <laughs> <laughs> look, Russell. Like I say, this is you know this is not something we've chosen. Sure. This mm. is like when people start complaining about you know oh there's ads for sex workers on my browser it's because of what <laughs> you've been googling. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Eddie Murphy's suit. It seems lovely in there though. Very uh, very pleasant. Do I eat on my own or can I have people come along with me? Have people. Yeah, there's oh, no yeah, there's yeah. no regulations. There's no COVID-based regulations. We're not in any tier in the dream restaurant. So who who do you, who do you want at the dream meal with you? I know who you'll have. Okay, go on. I know who you're going to choose. Who's that? That well, actually, I'm not sure who she is, but right. <laughs> okay, set settle an argument between me and Ed. Those travel shows you do is that your wife or a good or just your friend? Oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> You absolute skunk. Um, uh, well, Mr. A. Castell, well, well, you know, that is that is my mother. Um, oh, sorry. Benito wins. I've only ever left her vagina. I, <laughs> that happened a lot when we travelled around America because my mum's quite young looking. It had a sort of a feel of sort of like second marriage rich widow. And she'd sort of like brought this little urchin along. And my mum, this is the, the most bizarre thing about it, I really enjoyed that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes we'd be in a hotel and they think we're a couple and my mum would really sort of, oh, they think that we're married. She <laughs> would really be delighted by, by that fact that she felt young, whereas I was horrified. And yeah. we, were on, we were on holiday once and she was trying to put sun lotion on my back because it was very hot. And I got really panicky in case we got papped. It's like, do you know what I mean? And it kind of, it was sort of, it was just before I was sort of recognisably famous and it was like, who's Howard's old wife? Um, <laughs> but it is, it is my mum. Would you guys ever um, travel the world with your mothers? Yeah, I'd do that. I mean, if I was being, if I was being paid for it for a TV show, probably, yeah. Mm. Well, the reason I did it, because they asked me to do a travel show. They said, who would you like to go to, with? And a week before, my mum had genuinely said, my only real ambition in life is to go to an old folks home where they don't hit you. <laughs> so I thought, because it was so bleak, I thought the least I can do is give her memories to enjoy in between the beatings. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now she's going to have this, I remember we were in that hotel. Whack. Is um, that going to be uh, Is that going to be the next series of the travel show where you travel <laughs> around taking her to various old people's homes to see which one she prefers? Yeah, exactly. And she sort of, <laughs> yeah, and she has to sort of get in a boxing ring with him and see if she can take it. Yeah, I can deal with this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got a good jab, but no hook. I'll be fine there. Would you like your mum at your dream meal then? Mm. I would like my mum to be there to help cook some of it because mm. she's just got, you know, the power that all mums have just to cook magical food. Um, yeah, I would definitely, I would have, I would have her cook the starter and then sit down to enjoy it. And then I'd ask her to leave. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you have any other guests for the whole meal perhaps, or are they just people sort of drifting in and leaving throughout the evening? I think I'd have my wife. Yeah. I definitely have my wife there. And that's not your mum, right? It's not my mum. No, yeah. but, and weirdly. But to she make is it, older than your mum. She is not. She's younger than me. Um, and not as old as my mum. It sounds like a weird riddle. <laughs> it's, it, but you've got to get the restaurant just right, and yeah. I remember I was in a restaurant in Dubai once. It was a fish restaurant, and you could see you were sort of inside this aquarium, and it was awful because you were sort of eating fish, and it felt like they were kind of 
kind of looking at you going, granddad? Is that granddad? <laughs> was was it one of the ones where you could pick which one you wanted to eat? No, 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 no. It was just, you were in this sort of aquarium and it was like a fish restaurant. But yeah, it wasn't that. Oh God. Yeah, they used to have those in like 80s films, didn't they? Where you'd sort of walk yeah. in and you'd say, I'd have that lobster. God, no way. Yeah, I'm not that. very squeamish about food at all, but I think that is a, that's a step too far for me. I think that's just the sort of gleeful thing of going like, I'm going to kill that one. I think it's just yeah. a step too far. Yeah, yeah. Of like, which one's the biggest? It would just be like all the, you know, the shiniest. Yuck. Not burger and lobster, if you've ever been a burger and lobster. I have, they have all the lobsters in the tanks. But I reckon if you're called burger and lobster, you just do two things. Having the lobster in the tanks isn't and I want to, I want the cows in there as well. That is <laughs> completely, yeah. Yeah. You like you're not you're not just lobster and lobster, baby. <laughs> I want to see the cows. I want to see the cows in the cages and I can choose one of them. He says that every time he goes in. They say, Have you been to here before? And he goes, Yeah, you can't be lobster and lobster, baby. I want the cows in the cages. Yeah. I want to see the cow in the cage. I'll choose the cow and the cow can choose the lobster. How's that? <laughs> And then they're like, would you like a window seat or an aisle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's fussy, but I like it. You, you, really, you really got into Bebe. Is that your... Yeah. Is, is that how you'll uh, phrase it, Bebe? Yeah, I've, I've been saying it for a while now, I guess. Uh, I, I really... I really, I mean, I didn't even know I was going to say it that time. It just happened. It took hold. Yeah. It took hold. It, it's like, you know, my, I really felt like I needed to make the point about the lobster and lobster. Mm-hmm. And that if I just said it, it... If I just said to you... Imagine it. If I'd just gone, it's not lobster and lobster. Yeah. You'd have gone, okay. Yeah, there's a different energy there. Yeah, you wouldn't have been like, great point. But as it was, when I shouted, baby, you were like, I agree. It's to rescue, it's basically to rescue the joke. If he was doing new material, he'd end every joke with, baby. Yep. And I'd I'd hit my leg with the microphone or whatever people do. I'll tell you what's very good for that Um, smoking an imaginary pipe. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that really ekes a couple of seconds out from what I thought I'd do. Do you ever elongate the baby when you know the joke's really good? Uh, baby! Or baby! Just, just save, just save and it works. It works. It works. Of Why would you stop doing it? Still or sparkling water, Russell? Uh, sparkling, please. I like, um, I like it when my belly's fizzy, baby. it works it does work mate it's a pretty good line as it was when you say you like it when your belly's fizzy Mm, um, fills you up yeah with you though specifically Mm. that reminds me of a piece of material and a very old classic russell howard piece of material where you talk about wanting to have a superpower where you touch people and it makes them orgasm and then the follow-up to that is you doing an impression of someone orgasming and you say you made my belly fizz that's right so wow what i'm saying is oh wow do you associate drinking sparkling water with coming well you've done your analysis <laughs> um, and it, i mean it's difficult to walk away from that accusation <laughs> without the listener thinking that's definitely what he thinks uh, no i just i just like that it refreshes me and it fills me up and it's the closest that we've got, you know, it, it's certainly in water form to Frobscottle, which is the drink I think we'd all like to try. Do you know what I mean? What, what book is that from? That's from the BFG. Yes. It's Frobscottle. It makes you do whiz pops, which yeah. are kind of like magical farts that make you whiz all around the room. I could not believe it when my dad read me that story for the first time and it got to that bit. Yeah. I couldn't believe that it was actually in the book and that my dad was reading it out loud. I lost mm. my mind. Of course. 
And, and now, is, uh, how old are you, James? 35. Exactly. I'm 40. Um, Ed, what are we doing with 34. 34. <laughs> the, and if I were to, um, you know, offer you Frob Scott now, you'd definitely yeah. take it in the same way yeah. that when you were first read that when you were eight, your mind was blown. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, it's so simple. But who wouldn't? Imagine that eight years old going, yeah, this is giant. He drinks a fizzy drink that makes him fart in the air and it makes him happy and it's allowed. And he's doing that with an orphan he's taken. Yes, dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But he's looking after that orphan. What, making a fart in the sky? Yes, he is. Now sleep well. <laughs> you sleep well. So when you're drinking sparkling water, do you imagine that it's frob scuttle? Is that the right word? I don't know. I was simply trying to be entertaining. Um, I... <laughs> No, I just uh, glug it down. I just, I really like, I've got a bit of a problem with fizzy drinks. Uh, John uh, Robbins always takes the piss out of me for this. I drink a ridiculous amount of like Diet Coke. And um, mm. John was around my house ages ago, but you know, my mum's house, not my wife, my mum. And I had a sip of Coke and my mum said to me, I was probably about 30 at the time, I thought you was off fizzy. <laughs> and uh, John often reminds me of that. I, can't, <laughs> I just, I don't know, there's something about fizzy drinks that, I can't get enough of them. It has to be mm. fizzy. Like we've got this kind of uh, this little machine that my wife bought that carbonates the water. Christ alive! Incredible. Within seconds. Wow. Are we uh, are we talking soda stream? It's not a soda stream. It's like this other, but it's like that. Yeah. But it's James. Still... James has got a soda stream, but he can't work out how to work it, and he gets covered in water every single time. Yes. Well, it's impossible. I imagine your kitchen is full of uh, gizmos and um, stuff like that. James. Me? Yeah, I imagine it's a fucking wild place with you in a sort of a lab coat trying to make breakfast for yourself. Thank you. Well, Joe, what? It wasn't, but lately people have been gifting me such things. Uh, Recently, some friends uh, bought me an ice cream maker. I've not used it yet. Don't dare because I love ice cream. I've got a big sweet tooth, really addicted to ice cream. I think the last thing that needs to happen in my life is that I learn how to make it myself right. at home. I'm quite worried about if I learn how to make it and I get good at it because then I, I might not do anything else and I definitely won't freeze it. I'll be making it in the ice cream maker and then just eating it out of there. <laughs> You're going to turn into a, a sort of Walter White figure. Yes. You're going to yeah start yes. making like blue ice cream. <laughs> yeah. But it on. is interesting that, isn't it? Like Like I really like sushi. And you like very often you'll get like, oh, this is a sushi maker, and you why don't you make sushi at home? You're like, no, <laughs> I won't do it as well as as I can get it at a restaurant, and then that's all I'll fucking eat. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll start making all sorts and putting loads of stuff, cookies and pretzels yeah. and everything in it, and I'll just I'll be dead. I'll be I'll be dead, Ed. You know I'll yeah. be dead. Yeah, but what a what a way to go. Mm. Yeah, it would be quite a nice way to go actually. I'll that is how you're going to die again. anyway. You may as well speed it up. Yeah. What, from uh, ice cream gluttony? Yes, 100%. fast forward to the end of the book. Why not? That is what's going to happen. <laughs> the final words. Yeah, I'll just have one. And then gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Poppadoms or bread? Poppadoms, without a doubt. I think that might be the quickest response we've ever had to that. You, It's so sure about poppadoms. Not even up for debate. One of the greatest things. Poppadom with the, um, the chutneys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was once on Jonathan Ross's TV show and Jonathan and Gordon Ramsay were seeing how many poppadoms they could smash with their hands. And Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters leant over to me in the green room and went, what time does this show go out? (laughs) Half past 10. And he said, you'd have to be pretty tired to watch this. (laughs) Yeah, poppadoms without a doubt, just exquisite things. I won't even have them as a starter. I'll keep them going throughout the curry. Do you know what I mean? I'll bring them back. I'll dunk them into the curry. 
Yeah. You know, why waste them just by having them at the beginning? Bring more. Bring more. I once, when I worked at Tesco as a trolley boy when I was 18 to 21, and once I, I forgot my money and I had no money and I was so hungry that I, and it was almost like I manifested them because there were some poppadoms in a trolley that somebody had left. And um, I stole those uh, poppadoms and I ate them. But it turned out they were the ones that you had to cook and it was not a substantial meal. <laughs> Hold on, did you, did, did you eat them raw? I, I ate one of them raw and went, uh, this is no good. But I was, you know, when you're like skin, I was so hungry, pushing trolleys around. And the great thing about being a trolley boy is you can sort of eat poppadoms in a car park. No one really looks at you. So that's what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just assume that's how Tesco feed their trolley boys, is raw, <laughs> yeah. raw poppadoms. They wouldn't even let me in the store. It was a roof of shit. My brother got a job inside and they took one look at me and went, get in the car park. <laughs> you're, you're an outdoors employee. Awful, yeah. What dips are you having with the poppadoms? And also, is there any particular place you want them to come from? Is there a curry house you've been to where they've got the best ones? That's a good question. There there used to be a great place called Panshi in uh, Maida Vale that's now closed. Um, They used to do amazing uh, poppadoms. So from there, please. Um, And I would have uh, the mango one, the lime pickle one. No time for the yogurt. Waste of time. Um, And what's the really crazy orange one? The sort of zingy. Yeah, a spicy one. Yes, I'll have one of those. A spicy, yeah. a lime pickle, and a mango. What's your problem with yogurt? It's got no time for it. That's what I mean. I fucking hated that show Richard Heron did. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like I, I've got no time for like having like a, a lassie with the curry or anything like that. I'm not just not a fan of yogurt. I just like it. It's, it makes me feel like a DJ of spice because okay. I can just right, I'm listening. mix in a little bit. I can uh-huh. cut. I can cut some mouthfuls. I can not have yogurt with some of it. it. Just makes me feel like I'm having lots of different meals in one. Well, see, that's an interesting approach. So you like the power that you have to keep your belly guessing. Yes, I like to keep my belly guessing. Whereas I, I, I like to treat my belly with respect and <laughs> let the belly know the it'll be lime or mango. And when it has that first bite, the belly's like, "We're safe. It's cool." Yeah. It's going to be a big Friday. We all know what's happening. <laughs> but I also respect I respect how you run your kingdom. You would say that you're, I think you're in charge of your belly, whereas my belly's in charge of me. Oh, definitely. I don't yeah. think that's up for debate, yeah. No, absolutely. We know that anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when things get a bit too spicy and I overdo the hot one, I might add a little dab of yoghurt onto the next uh-huh. one with something else, not on its own. I'll never have a pop it on with just the yoghurt on it. No, I agree with that. But Yes, yes. A few little flecks of it, a little sprinkle. Ooh, I quite like a bit of the onion yeah. from time to time, you know, but I, I wouldn't request that. If it was there, I'd have it. Mm-hmm. But you're right, you would never have just yogurt on a poppadoc. That's a red flag on a date, I'd say. If mm-hmm. the person you're having a date with immediately put just yogurt on a poppadoc and ate it, I'd be like, oh, no, absolutely not. Do you want a real red flag? You've just reminded me. My friend Steve Hall, the brilliant comedian. He is a he- red flag. Yes. Well, I mean... listen, listen to this for a red flag. <laughs> so it turns out Steve will go to Michelin restaurants on his own and he will um, have the, uh, you know, the 12 course meal um, during the day because very often there's lots of spaces. So you can go to these amazing restaurants and he'll sit there and eat them on his own. And he said he was looked at the other day by waiters because he thought, and I think he might have been right, that the waiters were looking at him thinking, this man's about to kill lots of people. <laughs> and he's having one last meal before he commits his atrocity. That really, do you know what I mean? Something about eating a Michelin-starred restaurant on your own at one in the afternoon. 
As someone who has done that. On your own? I've done like massive tasting tasting meals on my own, yeah. But normally Whoa. if I'm away working or I'm by myself in a city and I've got an evening off, I've done I've done that in New York before a couple of times, yeah. I love it. But that's different, I think. There's something about you're a tourist, something about... Yeah. And the, the, the horrible thing is I've become that dick that we've all met where you go, you go to the cinema on your own. I've become that guy. I'm so sorry, Ed. I take it all back. Your starter, Russell, your dream starter that you're, you hinted maybe your mother would be cooking this. Uh, well, there's two options. So um, my mum does a very nice like goat's cheese uh, that's melted with kind of red onion marmalade and parma ham, which is exquisite. Whenever she's kind of cooked like a flash meal for us at home, she's cooked that. I remember the first time we had it, we are probably about like 15. And I was like, just remember thinking, what is going on in goat's? guts that they're able to produce this i'm not really a cheese fan but goat's cheese jesus christ exquisite i think it gets a bad rep goat's cheese as well does it get a bad rep i think it does i don't know whether it was on menus too much like five ten years ago and now right people have decided it's like ubiquitous or quite often it's like the vegetarians hate it now because it's always the vegetarian option yes like it'll either be goat's cheese or a portobello mushroom so they're like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. goat's cheese again but it is mm. it's uniquely delicious i agree but my favorite since we're asking is without doubt um duck pancakes crispy duck pancakes the reason being it doesn't matter whether you're in a really nice restaurant or an absolute shithole it's always delicious yeah mm-hmm. you just incinerate the duck you get those pancakes, put plum sauce on, spring onion, cucumber. Every time, it's fantastic. Never lets you down. Mm-hmm. The consistency of duck pancake is frightening. Frightening. That's true. Because it, it's so difficult to fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Because you simply... <laughs> chop, chop, chop. <laughs> ASMR now. Um, but it never lets you down. If you ever occasionally you might get a bone in there and nearly lose a tooth worth it that's the only dilemma that's but but by and large yeah has it ever let you down if you're into that it'll never ever 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 let you down (laughs) and that's what i i respect and the combination is just like ducks and plum sauce it just it just works it's just one of those things where you've just got that perfect combo four of those onto the main Tell me, Russell, this could, mm-hmm. could be controversial. How are you building your duck pancakes? What's going on first? Well, mm. uh, okay, so I get one of those sort of like uh, creppy pancakes and um, I p- get the shredded duck. I put the duck on like you might if you were rolling a, um, a joint and I kind mm. of just th- thin it out, thin out that sort of duck weed. And um, I then put a little very, uh, oh, let's say four no, three cucumber slices, you know, a smattering of the spring onion, then the plum sauce, just like poured from the little plastic pot. Then I roll roll it up and then crack it in. And I reckon two bites and she's down. Wow. Well, I've got to tell you, when I'm making my big duck bifters, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I get the pancake. I'll then get the hoisin sauce and put that on the pancake first, spread it across the pancake so I've got a good covering. Yes. I'll use that as the base. I'll then put the duck on and then go for my cucumber batons and my spring onion hair, mm. and then I'll roll it up, yeah. smash it down, three bites. Oh, wow. three, three. Hamez, what are you dealing with? Okay. Can I call you Hamez? Yeah, absolutely. 
I would. Finally. Uh, per- I personally, I'd insist on it from now on. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, that's what I'd like to be called. Uh, I'll start with, uh, so just, uh, yeah, so picture, if you will, an empty table. Mm-hmm. First of all, a dollar put the sauce on its own directly <laughs> onto the table. Then I'm sticking the cucumber into the sauce at, yep. at different angles, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to make a, I'm trying to kind of make a star shape out of it. Yep. Then I get the uh, spring onion, and I'm grinding that into a paste in my hands and letting it fall naturally on top of all of that. Mm-hmm. Then the pancake. Then I kind of like pick up. So I use the pancake at that point, kind of like a like a pooper scooper bag. So I, yeah. I, I pick up every, all that mess that's on the table. Yeah. I pick that up with the pancake like that. And then in my other hand, I've got all the shredded duck, and then I put both in my mouth at once from different angles, oh, and then mix yeah. the rest in my mouth. Do you know what I've got to say instantly to that? Mm. Fetch a bucket and a mop. That's a wet ass pancake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I was ima- when you started scrunching it around. I was imagining you in the back of uh, Megan the Stallion's video. Yeah, which I think if somebody can do that, if someone's got the technical wizardry to have various people grinding and dancing in the back of WAP, and then James is in the corner making a pancake. Yeah. yeah, someone make that happen. Come on, internet, make that happen. Someone will be able to do something for that. Um, <laughs> I think we should start a Chinese restaurant, and first thing on the menu is WAP's wet ass pancake. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah exactly. Sure. And then and James comes out and serves it like yeah. that. Just so pours sauce all over the table. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's nice when there's a bit of kind of uh, magic going down. I like this place. What are we going to call it? We should call it WAP, right? Yeah, yeah, WAP, I think. Because it's yeah. famous for the wet ass pancakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wet, yeah. wet ass pancakes. Like I'm really yeah. enjoying this, fellas. Um, yeah. Something about lockdown, particularly, just like whenever would you get a situation where you could just talk to two people about food and it's allowed? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think we've ever really spoken. I don't think I've ever really spoken to you, James. Not really. Even even when, I do, even when I've done your TV shows, I don't think I've spoken to you on those. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. It's because... You've got a lot on your plate. Um, yeah, I hope I don't have that reputation as being rude. It's because no, no, I'm, not so. I'm cracking. But do you know what I mean? I often think about that. I go, fuck, I don't really speak to people because I'm kind of doing the job. Yeah. yeah. Here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Me and Ed, we both did Russell Howard's Good News. Yeah. And I believe we both did Stand Up Central. Yeah. Uh, who out of each of us did better on it and was the best? <laughs> well, the, it's, it's slightly different because I really really ruined Ed's appearance oh. the first time he went on. Do you remember how you sabotaged me on my performance <laughs> on Russell Howard's Good News, Russell? <laughs> I, I don't think I... I don't think I sabotaged you. I think you just... Did your material. I think I just introduced you. You just came out and you smoked it. I think you both did great. I mean, look, look. Oh. You did a lovely you old know. time. I got sabotaged, all right. Really? What did I do? Well, you didn't do anything, actually. But... uh you know, on Russell Howard's Good News, yeah. uh, when the stand-up comes on and there's their name a million times behind them. Yeah. Yes. My surname was spelt <laughs> wrong. <laughs> so it was spelt A-Cast-Or, O-R. Yeah, right. which has led to something very interesting happening. It was my first TV appearance as well, uh-huh. so no one knew who I was. So uh, uh, yeah, that yeah. became a thing on Twitter of, like, who's this A-Cast-Or guy? And, and all this and then someone who will remain nameless but is a dickhead started up a twitter account called james a castor that they ran for many years and still occasionally pipes up now and is a version of me uh who kind of can't spell and um has a a career that kind of mirrors mine 
but uh, you know, it's going very badly, and he's having a nightmare. He has a wooden hand, I believe. Wow. What 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 are the other qualities of a Castor? Ed, you should know. Why? Oh, I don't know. Why would you know every single detail about him, including his Twitter password? He's just dumb. He's just a dumb guy. But since James left Twitter, uh, James A. Castor is the only thing approaching James on Twitter. So loads of followers now. It's great. Your main course. We should get onto your main course. My main course is uh, very specific. It is a dish called a chicken lom, which is a curry from a restaurant in Sydney called Long Grain, which is one of the most phenomenal things I've ever eaten. Absolutely delicious. And I went there with my tour manager, Kumar Kamalagaran, and we both, they didn't have much room in the restaurant, so we had to sit side by side like newsreaders. And we kind of looked out at this restaurant eating this dish and um, then two girls were sat um, at the bar and they started kissing each other and my tour manager went, eh. <laughs> and that, that noise is what made it the finest meal I'd ever had. It's just him. Eh. It was such a small, it was, it was like an inclining goat. Oh man. It was, yeah, it was the combination of that and his giddy excitement to see these two girls kissing. So in the dream restaurant, would you like all that to happen again? Oh, Definitely. I don't know the ethics on the dream restaurant of uh, bringing in two girls to kiss in front of you. No, 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 no. They wanted to kiss. They were not there. Yeah. No, no, no. Sure. no don't, don't you yeah. try and twist that. No, like, it's just like if we're going to recreate it, are we are, oh, we're no. bringing them in and they're having a nice evening as well? Yeah. Listen, they're invited. If they want to kiss, fine. Okay. We're not going yeah, right, to, I don't want anyone to the side of them poking them with sticks. Yeah. Or sort of showing them like photos of uh, women kissing to try and you yeah. know like they do with pandas. You know I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any of that. I think if we are bringing them in to have their own dream meal, I think we're going to have to say, by the way, if you do choose to kiss, that man over there is going to make a noise. Uh, yeah, yeah, a small mm. noise, just... <laughs> a small noise, but yeah. a noise nonetheless. We just thought yeah. we should warn you about that in advance. Sure, sure. Yeah, I imagine it like a Groundhog Day situation mm-hmm. where we just like recreate. We just bring you back to that moment in the dream restaurant and everyone will just behave the same way that they did on that day. They feel the same. And so if the same things are always going to happen. It's everyone's doing it just out of yeah. choice. And you just happen to be in there and you're the only one who knows this has all happened before. Yeah. Great idea. Love it. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. How, uh, how spicy is this curry? Talk me through it, the consistency, the spice level. The, the, the main thing about it, it feels like it has like a thousand different textures. It's like a Thai curry. And it's not especially spicy, but it's every, it feels like, you know, in Thai food, it's like there's so many little ingredients that just, it's like this orchestra of flavor and it's all kind of swirling over it. And it's just, it's, it's quite a small dish as well, but like it's so wide ranging in its flavor. I've just never tasted anything like it. And here's what's super exciting. I did Jamie Oliver's show in South End a few years ago. And they were like, oh, what's your dream meal? And I was like, oh, I really like this chicken long from Long Grain. But whenever I've been back there, they've never had it because they retired the dish. Oh, you know, man. Where, where a food is so good, a bit like a football player, that they go, right, we're getting rid of the, the number seven. There's no point having that because that's what Pele wore. So they got rid of the chicken long. Jamie Oliver got in touch with the chef, this kind of, who was now sort of retired. 
And he sent Jamie the recipe and Jamie Oliver cooked it for me. Ah. Incredible. You know, one of those moments where you're like, the world is ridiculous. How lucky am I? Yeah, that's one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, this was all worth it. I don't know what my goal was in my career, but it turns out it was this. (laughs) And And you sort of really wish that, because they surprised me with it, I really wish that, that I would, I'd been a bit more eloquent, but I think I just repeatedly kept saying "fucking hell." <laughs> like, it was really bad. It's a really awful TV. That James was like, "What do you think of that?" "Fucking hell!" "Fucking like it was." I was so giddy. Oh man, it was those delicious. those sorts of dishes, those like mystical dishes. I went to this pop up once. It was a burger pop up, mm-hmm. but it was at this restaurant called Roti Chai in London, which is like a sort of Indian street foodie type restaurant. Yeah, and just for this one night, they did this burger club thing where they did this incredible burger that had loads of like curry spices in it. And oh stuff. yeah, and it was just that right level of spice where you sort of feel high, and the top of my head started tingling, and I started drooling a little bit. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever tasted. And I said to the owner as I left, I was like, "You must, you got to put this." on the menu you've got to like do this more he was like no we're never doing it again and they've never done it again and i think about it about three times a week what, what's that what's that dumpling place we went to ed in well that you took me to in carnaby street off of carnaby street ugly dumplings ugly dumpling and they did that lamb one like a lamb kofta dumpling the first time mm. i went there it was on the specials and i had it and it was amazing and i i asked them if that was going to be like and it never was again and I don't know. I get I actually get annoyed with that kind of stuff. Okay. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I don't think of it as romantic and great. I'm like, I'm like no, you've got to keep oh, no. doing that. It was delicious. I'd like to eat it again, please. Yeah. But what if there was this moment in time and it was perfect and it 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 just belongs there? Do you know what I mean? No? Well, no. if time travel existed, then I'd agree with them. So I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll go back. And, if I know I'm bringing up Groundhog Day a lot now, uh-huh. but like that would be my Groundhog Day that I'd choose. Really? Out of everything in your life, it would be the day that we went to Ugly Dumplings and you had the lamb dumpling. Yes, because every day I could go to any restaurant I wanted, but I'd always know if I want to, I could go to Ugly Dumpling and they'll have that special. Got to respect that. I think I'd probably go back to 1988, first time I went on a uh, water flume. Christ, oh, yeah. that's good. <laughs> yeah, fun. You don't, you don't forget that. And still enjoyable as an older man now, seeing uh, people go down water flumes. For the mm. first time. Me and John Richardson had a, a really good hour in Falaraki once, watching uh, watching people go down flumes. It's brilliant. It's like watching a haunted babies, man. Did you yourself go on the flumes, or were you just watching? Oh yeah, I go on. I go on them. John refused to go on the flumes. Yes, I was going to say I can't imagine John Richardson going on a flume. Well, this is the interesting thing. He didn't go on any of them, and then he went right. I'll go on that one. He went on the biggest, and that was it. He just went. I'll do that, and then I'm done. He's a very efficient man. He was like, I'll just go oh. on the biggest one, get it all out the way. Because he, he used to be a chef, was a chef when he started doing stand-up, and I lived with him for a bit. The He would regularly kind of cook us food, and it was just amazing. But he gets very agitated if you add to the meal. So he cooked us a steak once, and I just had a hankering for some beans, and he went fucking apeshit. Yeah. It was extraordinary. I'm on his side. I'm yeah. on his side. That's it. I would be so... If I made someone a steak and then I turned around and they had a bowl of beans ready to go with it, I would be absolutely... It's beans as well. Beans is the worst thing you could have added to it. But that was it. But like that, it, exactly that, that like real fury. I was like, I just fancy some beans. I mean, this is lovely. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, beans oh, and no. beans. Yeah, no. I'm on your side, Russell. I think that's nice. In fact, now I kind of would like to have a really delicious steak with some spaghetti hoops. I think that'd be quite nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that'd be quite tasty. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your side dish, Russell Howard. Um, there's a thing that they have in the uh, the south of of uh, the United States called a biscuit, mm. where, and they, they it's sort of like this kind of uh, scone that's kind of dipped in honey, and it is absolutely exquisite. And we were in a place called Savannah, and we had those, and they were just so. I mean, if you got a sweet tooth, my mm. Christ, Acaster, you'd be wandering out of that restaurant with like full like you know gerbil mouth. <laughs> We've just kind of got, got them in for later. My God, just so kind of Moorish. Ugh. That's something they seem to do quite well in the South of America, of just like crowbarring in sugar mm. to every single course, mm. like the cornbread, yeah. biscuits, like anything like that. Yeah, barbecue beans. Like I really like sort of the sides that you get for like a really good barbecue restaurant. I'm well into them, like collard mm. greens, all that. Mm. Yeah, damn right. Yams with marshmallows on them. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That to me is too, that's too much for me. Like yeah. I, I I like the idea of sweet with savory a bit, but putting marshmallow on a yam, what you what you do, you bake potato with a lump of chocolate in it. I'm it's horrible. But it works. It's like whoever the um the genius one day that kind of went, right, I'm gonna put some syrup with these pancakes and some bacon and Blow me down if it doesn't work. My, I'm uh, sort of, I'm sort of not on board with that either, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Wow, oh, that's absolute hogwash. <laughs> it's what, what, what drives you against it? The, again, it's just the, the different flavors that. Are... I like pancakes and syrup. I like bacon and eggs. Sue me. I want to separate these things. You're the one who has beans with steak. Of course, you're fucking with the format. True. I like them, but I don't eat them because I, uh, I'm so into sugar and sweet stuff that I really have to just, like, have a designated time when I can have that stuff, which is dessert or, like, you know, maybe in the drink category. Wow. I have to really steer clear of stuff like the biscuit that you do. I've I've been in so many places in America where they've got those biscuits and I've never ordered them because I'm like, I must never have that. 
because oh. then my whole meal will become the biscuits. So are you sort of like a Ben Stiller in Dodgeball figure? Where, <laughs> yes. But that, that so... Uh, but it's, what, but you're not what, because you don't put on weight, so... this Well, this is it. This is what I'm intrigued by. So what we did, uh, do you have a high metabolism? Are you a sniffer? Yes. That's what I, it is. I, I have a high metabolism. Um, also, I just think I just constantly feel guilty about everything. So every time I do have any anything sweet, I think I just sweat it out in guilt and, and shame because I feel like I shouldn't have eaten it. And wow. I think that's where... Also, exercise. Sure. Yeah. Which, well, you know, well, 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 what, what are we dealing with? What's, what are you benching? Well, at the minute, <laughs> here's what I did. Uh-huh. Right at the beginning of uh, lockdown, mm-hmm. I went too hard on all the kind of like prison workouts and all the, you know, high intensity workouts in, in my living room. Messed my knees up. Yeah. Pretty early doors. Oh, no. And now I'm just doing yoga, which I'm not even sure if I'm doing it right. <laughs> and hula hooping, which I only learned because I had to do it for Taskmaster. And I also have some resistance bands, which I kind of do whatever I can with those. They look very cool. They look very cool. Where you just you put them around your ankles and you just twist them. My mum keeps a hula hoop underneath her sofa whenever she's watching the news and it's depressed. You get to the hula hoop out and has a little dance. That's amazing. Russell, this is the this is the Christmas special. Merry Christmas. Uh, which means we get our special Christmas guests uh, to pick their dream Christmas dish or full Christmas meal, wh- whatever mm. your perfect food is at Christmas. We want to know it. Well, it starts with um, a bacon sandwich at the beginning of the day, and then me and my brother will play uh, Pro Evolution Soccer. Um, that's the thing we've done on the Xbox for probably the last decade. We once got to the final of the Champions League, um, and my brother missed an open goal against Real Madrid and we lost and it ruined Christmas that year. <laughs> um, uh, so have a bacon sandwich. Then uh, we open all the presents, which is very exciting. I love it. And I really like making people cry with presents. I like to get presents that are so good. They make them weep in this kind of horrible, <laughs> yes, I am a king way. It's really, really unhealthy. Do you remember a, a particular occasion when that happened? I made my sister cry as I bought her a car. Um, and it was just, it was so like outrageous and stupid. Oh, so you mean like, you're you're trying to get like Oprah level tears? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I am. That's exactly it. I I am a West Country Oprah. <laughs> God, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, oh, I would love to do that. Just give away random shit to people. Yeah, joy. I would. I would. God, if there was a TV show where I could go in and sort of just burst into someone's house and say, you've got a jet ski, and then just wait until they weep. Surely, next series of Russell Howard Hour, it's a new segment called You've Got a Jet Ski. (laughs) You just do that every week. How about this for a TV show? Here's a pitch. It's like that, yeah, but it's exclusively with pregnant women who are going to have a baby soon, and and you you rush in and you give them loads of stuff for the baby, and it's called Russell Showered. Oh, I like that. And they're already emotional. So these yeah. these women these women are going to weep. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. There's going to be so many children that are going to be renamed Russell. Yes. That's the aim. That's the aim of the show. That is a great idea. Presence of tears. Presence of tears. Um, and then we have, my dad is in control of the music for mm. Christmas, which is 
interesting because my dad's really into cycling like really he gets up at like five in the morning and cycles for two hours and i remember one christmas we were we, the song that he was obsessed with that year was i just want to make you sweat mm, 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 like that so we were kind of listening to it's kind of like weird trance or you remember that's burning their lies you're gonna keep burning their lies uh, like josh wink stuff like that so we kind of like listen to uh, like this really upbeat euro pop while we eat food and then just sort of rinse my dad my mum is this broken wreck because two weeks prior to christmas me and my brother start getting in her head and start saying everyone's coming back it's the big meal of the year. Can you <laughs> deliver? Have you, have you got it? And then I'll say to Dad, I'm not sure she's ready. And my brother's like, no, I don't. I, it was okay last year. The pressure. She's like, shut up, you two. For, and it always works. And so it just kind of, so the first bite, it's always this lovely moment when you bite into the turkey and you're like, and you can see mum's looking at me. And my brother will always be mean. He's like, she said a fucking stinker. <laughs> and, and it's always funny. Why would you say that? It's lovely. My mum is so easy to wind up. But yeah, I actually make uh, the uh, Christmas dinner with my mum sometimes. I really like that. Do you have specific um, elements of the Christmas dinner that you're the expert at or you just lend a general hand with everything? Yeah, general hand. Sous chef. So I kind of, and I like to just, so I like having, you know, get some, we'll have turkey, but we'll also have some Yorkshire puddings, but we'll also have some... Um, uh, sort of steamed spinach and we'll, we'll have like the parsnips with honey on and the carrots and the sprouts and we'll have um, sweet potatoes but we'll also have new potatoes and then we'll have like uh, fillet steaks that have been chopped up really small and then so we just have like a real like smorgasbord of stuff and just go absolutely mad I remember one year we had Steve Hall and his wife and daughter round mine for Christmas did Steve eat at his, his own table by himself <laughs> yeah no he um and his his wife is vegetarian, so um, me and mum realised this like the day before. And we're like, oh Jesus, we got like a really flash pie. And she was like, oh, this is amazing! I can't believe you've cooked this pie. And we were both like, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I really liked doing that, getting loads of stuff. And then I remember vividly one meal, which has got it all ready. And mum had worked so hard, and it was this incredible meal. And all my family were there, and you know, the, their eyes are all puffy for the presents I've got them. <laughs> And mum hadn't got her cutlery and she'd left it on the side and she just went, oh, fuck. And she was so broken by it. But she swore so perfectly that that is now the way that a lot of people in my family will swear. If something goes wrong, oh, fuck. She really took her time with it. It was beautiful. Are you eating much after the big lunch? Are you eating through to the evening or is that you done for the day? Well, I've got a weird thing. So I do like that fasting where you sort of, so I eat between 12 and six. It's called Not on warrior. Christmas though, Russell. No, this is it. This is it. But it's called a warrior, it's called a warrior fast because I, I've got like psoriasis, which is horrible. So I've got like psoriasis on my elbows and knees and around my eyes. And apparently one of the ways that you can rid yourself of that is if you fast, then your body's got time to kind of deal with other problems as it were. So, so I sort of, I, I normally do that uh, from 12 till 6, 8, and then I have two meals a day. That's it. I don't eat anything else. And so I don't eat outside of any of those times. And I'm really like crazily like, yep, that's what I do. And then but on Christmas Day and Boxing Day and Christmas Eve, it's an absolute shit show. <laughs> and um, I eat all the foods. Yeah. And I really go for it. 
I've got a weird relationship with food. But yeah, on Christmas Day, it's all in. And you feel great. It's sort of, you feel less sluggish. And I, I don't know, I just eat. I, 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 I was eating too much food at the beginning of uh, when I started doing stand-up and just kind of didn't like being heavy on stage. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, sort totally. Of like weird... like I, I won't eat a big meal before gigs or anything. Yeah. J- James yeah. is really good at it. You, you go out for nice meals on tour before you go on stage, right? And I just can't, I can't hack it. Like if I go and have like a big delicious meal, I'll be terrible at the gig. I mean... I'm terrible at the gig. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyone who saw me on, on my last tour knows. So, every time I threw the gig back in your faces, that's because I had a massive steak and then came. <laughs> but yeah, that's my. Um, I would recommend it. It's it's. Um, but then on Christmas Day, um, you and sometimes on a Sunday, I'll kind of have a bit of a break. But um, generally, I got everyone on my um, that I write the show with doing it, and we were in this lovely sort of sink. You feel really great. It sounds weird, but you sort of don't really need to eat as much as we do. I've kind, I've tried something similar before, but I'm so much better if I'm not hungry at any point during the day. Right. So I have to eat breakfast as soon as I get up because if I start eating less like during the day, if by the time I get to six o'clock and I'm starving, I'm going to eat a load of shit. Like I'm going to eat terribly. But presumably that's, is that slight, I don't know, but is that slightly complicated by the diabetes? Does that have a... Yeah, that's the routine I've found that means that I can keep my blood sugars pretty balanced. If I yeah, right. like exercise and I have sort of like small me- smaller meals throughout the day, then that's that's the best way of doing it, I think, for me. God, it must be fucking exhausting. It is some days. So like, here's me, here's me bleating on about my psoriasis. It's just, it's ir- you know, when you have like something like that, you're like, it's the weird thing about, sort of, I can't believe I'm talking about this now, but the weird thing about psoriasis, it sort of reminds you, because it's, you know, it's nothing. It's like you've got scaly skin on your elbow, you're fucking... 40 year old man and you've got i've got scales around my eyes but it's it sort of reminds you remember when you were like 13 and you got acne and it's that thing where you think you're the center of the universe and everybody is constantly looking at the here comes russell howard with his skin and you realize nobody cares about you but i'd imagine that's a very difficult feeling to get rid of when you're doing arena gigs though well, true. And now, now I've got these scales and everyone's like, what's that? A huge screen just going, oh man, yeah. I wish I hadn't eaten at 6.30 last night. But what's really funny about it is that my nan had psoriasis. So whenever I have like a flare up, um, it's disgusting. But I do also, I also am reminded of my nan. <laughs> so it's this weird <laughs> thing of like, you see like a scab on your knee and you're like, I really miss that woman. <laughs> <laughs> We come to your dream drink. Dream drink. Oh, um, Frobscottle, obviously. <laughs> yes. um, with that not available, I really like um, Copperberg cider, strawberry and lime. Christ, I love it. Wow. Just It just ev- evokes the summer. Um, I'm kind of, I'm in Bath. I'm with my cousins. We're kind of being stupid and silly and we're, you know, sloshing back cider i love it it's one of my favorite things something about drinking with my cousins i absolutely adore they're the most excitable funny idiotic people in the world i love them are they around your your age as well or these older cousins yeah i've got like 40 cousins so right um yeah yeah so there's that you know they run the spectrum but um i'm specifically talking about lee lewis uh jake and um 
I'm going to put Towner in there. Towner's made the cut. <laughs> Good job, Towner. Yeah, yeah. Towner listening to this just mm. felt a lot happier. He made it. Yeah, he's in. Come on. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, uh, it, it's sort of that, it's, it just reminds me of summer happiness. Do you know what I mean? There's something about like, just like a fruity cider. And it just tastes like um, you've put Ribena in fizzy water. It's so easy to drink. I bet it gets you off your skull as well right yeah those sort of sweet those sweet ciders just mm. smash me up big time yeah and i never because i never really drunk when i was young i was sort of because i started doing stand-up so early so from 18 to 26 i didn't really drink because i was very often just driving to a, get a show being based in bristol and then living with john richardson got me back into alcohol because he was he was like this sort of drink connoisseur that he would at the end of the night be like right what am i gonna have Right. And he would sort of look, he had this sort of drinks cabinet and it was like a sorting hat. It was like an alcoholic sort of hat. Where, where am I going to put you? And so he, so he'd kind of go, and I, he'd go, I think I'm going to have a bit of port. I'm going to have some port. I think that'll go lovely. And he talked about it with such reverence that you would then go, God, can I um, have a bit of port? See what that, you know? <laughs> yeah. People like that who, who, who talk about like, yeah, drinking in the circus. I was the same. I didn't really drink until my late twenties, but then like, you know, friends of mine who really got into making cocktails, but like mm. serious, seriously got into it and would talk about it and would make these things that looked delicious and make you want to get involved with that. And people who could talk about even stuff like real ale or whatever, and mm. they could talk about that with like loads of passion. Mm. Like, I really want to get into this world for some reason. And yeah, it is hard. I'm a real sucker for that. If, if someone's charismatic and has a hint of knowledge about a subject. Yeah. Like, weirdly, I was listening to Matthew McConaughey do a podcast with uh, Mark Maron, and if he ran a cult, I'd join. Like, <laughs> if, if there's a more charismatic, it funny man, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. He says his own name, and you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you know what I mean? Who refers to himself in the third person and isn't a dick? Matthew yeah. McConaughey. But now you've said that, I'm imagining John Richardson running a booze-based cult. <laughs> but he he has that ability. Yeah, it's, yeah, because he's got a pub in his house, like in his shed, called the Dog and Bastard, which is a great name for a pub. So, and, it, and what do you like think of pub. that pub, Ed? I think it looks sad. <laughs> what? What? It bums me out. I've seen photos of it. It <laughs> bums me out. A pub in your house, just. It's at the end of the garden as well, isn't it? I mean, look. If we have John on, I will say this directly to his face. I think the idea of leaving your house and going sit in the pub by yourself is sad. Wow. <laughs> that is, I mean. And it looks, he's done, a, he's done a version of a terrible pub. It looks like it stinks. Oh, I mean. <laughs> looks like it stinks. If, it, if, you're, if you're willing to put this out in the, uh, in the open, I think we got us a, we got us a Blur Oasis situation. <laughs> because he's, he is so proud of that. He's so proud of that pub. Oh, oh this is great. This is going to be... Well, you've got to get him on now. Yeah, I think yeah, we do. Was, I think we definitely do. What, yeah. the dog and no, bastard? That I, I love, but the dog and bastard makes him so happy. Yeah. I just think... I, I don't, Okay, have a bar in your house, fine. But I just... I think the, my problem is I don't really like pubs, like old school pubs like that. Or I'm with you on that. I like a bar. I like youth. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I don't like the concept of an old man pub. Who the fuck wants to hang out with old men? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Of like, oh, let's go to an old man pub. Like, old men don't normally say stuff where you go, oh, cheers, old man. Unless it's full of Brian Blessed's. 
It's sure. normally old men that say things like, oh, I've seen it all now, and they never have. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've only ever been in that pub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very little. Where were we? There was, yeah, it's an interesting thing about drinking alone, because I don't drink in the house on my own. I just can't think, like the last, I don't like myself, so I don't want mm. me to get drunk and start, like, attacking me. <laughs> like, do you know what sure. I mean? I only drink with people. So if I'm with my friends, with my family, I would drink. But a lot of people drink on it. Like, so John uh, Richardson drinks on his own. John Robbins, famous for drinking on his he own. Prefers, he prefers sure. it. I know. So at my yeah. wedding, he was at my wedding. It was really good fun. And he, he fucking went and drank on his own, like, like in the middle of a... So, and I know that because he drank everything in the fucking room like that. Yeah. I think me and James both might have been texting him at that point, And he said, oh, there's loads of really nice booze in the room. We were like, well, that's a disaster. You're not going to that wedding. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. But he was... I don't get it. I do drink at home. But mm-hmm. also, quite often, it's like, I'll open a bottle of wine my fiance doesn't really drink wine and then I'll end up drinking a bottle of wine. Right. But she'll have a gin and tonic or whatever, but I won't, mm. I won't be like, right, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to drink completely alone. She has to be that's, there. That's a lie. What? No, but she's <laughs> there with me. She's there no. with me. She is on I, a regular I, I, basis. I, 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 yeah, sure. On a regular basis, she's with you. But every now and again, you'll send me a text. Guess what oh, I'm yeah. doing tonight? I'm going to drink this entire bottle of wine on my own. It's going to be the best. Oh yeah. But that's, but she's there in the room. Oh, I'm okay. drinking the well, whole bottle of my on my own. Mm, yeah, mm. Ed kind of like photoshops her out of the text messages. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, James? I, I, oh yeah, I'll drink on my own at home. Now it's a much nicer thing. I, I had a if I'm ever going through like a rough patch um, in my life or like mental health wise, it is very very bad idea to drink on my own at home. But I will want to do it more because yeah. I you know I get to the end of the day, I'm like I, I don't like this day. I don't. I don't, I don't uh, mm. I just want to get this day done as soon as possible. And then you have your first drink on your own, watching Netflix or whatever, and it feels great. And then sometimes, not that I could count on one hand the amount of times it's happened, mm. but I'll just be, at, I've been at home, this is years ago now, but would get shit faced and then be like, oh, I'm actually drunk in my house. Not just like I'm a bit tipsy in my house. Yeah. Or I've been like, once I remember getting so smashed. And being scared of going to sleep because I was like, Whoa. "This is bad. This is really bad." So your drink is strawberry cider, is it? It's a fruit cider, strawberry and lime cider, strawberry and lime Copperberg cider. Yes, or recordalic. I'll take or a. Recordalic. Yes, yeah. It has to be a fruity cider that tastes like Ribena. So that's a very sweet drink yeah. as a sort of a bridge into the dessert, perhaps. It's got to be, right? You've chosen some sweet things. You, you, you've you got that sweet drink. You've got the biscuits on the side. Yep. You said how you like candied yams. You've also, very early on, which visibly relaxed James, you said you don't really like cheese normally. Oh, no. Which mm. really chilled him out because there's no sort of the phantom of the cheese board hanging over the rest of the record. No, mm. absolutely not. No, well, there's no point. I wouldn't have that. Never, I've okay. never had one. I'm, I'm going to have one tonight. Oh yeah, uh, I'm, I'm having a cheese board tonight, guys. What's going to upset James is I'm not really a pudding guy either. I take, <laughs> no I, one saw this coming. I, I take two starters. Yes. What over, over a sweet at the end. But listen, I'm, ha- mm. I'm happy to, I'm happy to go along with this. And if I had to have a dessert, um, I would have a banoffee pie. 
Lovely. Very good choice. And also, I can make a good banoffee pie. I did it uh, for food tech when I was 15. Uh, I remember our teacher had a bite of it, and you could tell it did something to her. <laughs> I was just so confident. I was like, well, I've got a bit of a gift here. I should use it sparingly. Russell, if you you know if if you say, oh, I'll go along with it. I'll have banoffee pie if I've got to have a dessert. Yeah, you, this is your dream meal, man. If you oh, that's true. if you don't want a dessert, look, we can there. easily you can quantum leap back to the starter and just bug another starter on there. Don't you think, James? If it's his dream meal, no, I don't. Don't let Ed do that to you. What well, I would definitely have the banoffee pie. Um, mm-hmm. uh, also, this at this stage of the uh, the evening, I would bring James in. And I would uh, select any pudding that he wants, and I'd give him a fifteen-minute window to try and eat all of them. Yes, great, brilliant. And um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's what I would do. I would also have my nan there. I'd bring her back with all her lovely psoriasis, <laughs> and me and her would make flapjacks because it's a thing we used to do when we were kids. When I was a kid, not her, and um, we'd make flapjacks together. It was like this weird thing we did. Um, and then we put them in the bin because we didn't really like flapjacks. And <laughs> genuinely did this, and it used to drive my mum insane. Like she just couldn't, what, couldn't get her head around what it. What did you just say? Yeah, you and your grandmother used yeah. to make flapjacks together and then put them in the bin. Yeah, yeah. Just it was so much fun. Like I don't know where it started. This weird, <laughs> so weird fun. tradition of like just there you go, put them in the bin, and just we. Sh- We'd show it to mum and she'd watch us doing it and just go, this is getting ridiculous now. It's just this lovely little game we had. Um, <laughs> At any point, did you did you think, we like cooking together, let's make something we like? We liked the anger it produced right. from my mum more than we did the cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, we cooked to get to the the ex- exasperation. Yeah. To, because we, we knew that in about an hour and a half's time, we were going to see my mum... Eat from a bin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the game we were playing. Because mum would always take them out, dust them down, eat the flapjacks. I can see what I can now see why you take your mum around the world with you because that lady puts up with a lot. Mm, yeah. But all of my family have those kind of weird quirks. I guess everyone thinks that they're, they're family like that, but they're just. I didn't, my, my nan had that kind of sense of humour of just right, was so silly. Of like, and I think it was her idea. I was making some flapjacks and then put them in the bin, and I'm like. <laughs> You know, nine going, that's just like a great way to spend Saturday. Um, and my granddad, uh, who's also no longer with us, he used to do this at Christmas. He would just sing, no, well, just that, nothing else. <laughs> just sing the rest of that, no. And I remember once I was eating a toast that he's made me. And that's another thing I'd like to put in there. Like, there's something about the way my granddad used to have like a loaf of bread, not sliced, you know, like a proper like fat white loaf and he would chop thick toast granddad toast and it was like oh so crusty and lovely and he'd put marmalade on for you and he'd chop it into four bits and it just for whatever reason it was just granddad toast that just made it particularly wonderful and you're about eight and you're kind of sat there like this prince in this kingdom and uh, my granddad once went yeah i reckon i could walk on my hands from (laughs) bristol to london and i'm like eight with like this mouthful of magic and going Wow, when are you going to do that? And he went, do it. I wouldn't give them the satisfaction. <laughs> and it was, it was something so, it sort of typifies my family. That, do you know what I mean? Like just really strange, but but warm bullshitters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They kind of have that. I really love it. Ed, you don't seem as uh, 
as astounded by the flapjack revelation as me. I, can't, I still can't get my head. No, no, no. It. I'm I'm utterly astounded by. It. I think I think it's I think great, it's hilarious. I love it. But like at the same time, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, was the bin? Did it already have like stuff in it, or did you at least go well? For the sake of her, we will put a fresh, clean bin bag in there that is empty, and we will oh, chuck yeah. it all in that bin. Yeah, we'd we'd make sure it was a clean bin. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, it was still joyous. Just that, the, just the, funny. just the drop. <laughs> like that. It's just like it was, for, forget a mic drop. You haven't lived until yeah. you've done a flapjack drop in front of a uh, a woman known in the family as the fox. Because she sheets from bins. Yeah, you enjoy that, won't you, Foxy? <laughs> so I'm going to read your menu back to you now, Russell. See uh-huh. how you feel about it. Yeah. For water, you want sparkling water. Sure. Um, which I want to kind of like throw the frob scottle in there. Yeah. You know, as well for you. I think you've you've earned that. Yeah. Poppadoms or bread. You want uh, poppadoms from Panchi in made of veil mm-hmm. with mango chutney, lime pickle, and the orange hot one. Starter: cri- crispy duck pancakes. Yep. Or uh, whap whap whap. Wap, yeah, from wherever as well. There's no specific place wherever they do them, yeah. but ideally from our Chinese restaurant. Yeah, WAP, it... welcome and please wet ass pancakes. <laughs> Mank also got chicken Thai curry from Long Grain in Sydney, but it wasn't called chicken Thai curry, was it? It was. It was called, called a chicken lom. Lom side southern U.S. biscuits as your side from Savannah. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, Christmas bacon mm. sandwich for breakfast, mm-hmm. and then lunch you got turkey, Yorkshire pudding, steamed spinach, parcels of honey, fillet steaks, all chopped up. Drink, Copperberg, strawberry and lime cider, and dessert, banoffee pie, made by yourself when you were 15 in school. Mm, yes. And then, of course, rounding off with the putty four of a tray of flapjacks straight into the bin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Russell, thank you so much. That is a wonderful uh, menu and a wonderful Christmas choice. Thank you very much for coming to the Dream Restaurant. Do you know, I absolutely love that. Thanks for having us, guys. What a joyous thing to do in what's been a fucking revolting year. Oh, Merry <laughs> Christmas, oh. Russell. Well, there we are. A wonderful Merry Christmas, a Happy Christmas episode special with Russell Howard. And what what a great menu. Delicious menu, uh, loads of great tales, loads of great stories. And just what a lovely man, making people cry with lovely gifts. Yeah, well, he's like a little a little Santa boy. Santa, the elves and the reindeer all rolled into one. That's Russell Howard. But my favourite thing about Russell Howard, the little Santa boy, is he didn't bring anyone candy canes this year because they would make me cry, but for all the wrong reasons. Yes, you would have cried gumdrop tears on Christmas morning. But luckily, no candy canes from Russell Howard. And I was worried. It's like, you know, there was a second yeah. there where I was like, there's a lot of sweet stuff being dropped into this menu. He might say, and he said, I'm going to do the whole day, what I do all, all Christmas day. I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Candy canes might come up. Yep. I mean, and what a course to kick someone out. And I didn't really think about it until we got, got to oh, it. Yeah. But I was like, oh, man, if we kick someone out during the Christmas course. Couple of old Scrooges. Yeah, couple of Ebenezer Scrooges. But wonderful menu, great chat. Uh, if Look, Russell Howard's got so much stuff out there. Uh, he doesn't need us to plug it, but we'll do it anyway. Uh, he's got the Russell Howard Hour, uh, which is on Sky. Uh, if you've gone to Netflix, he's got Netflix specials. Just there's so much stuff going on with Russell. Google him. Yeah, Google him for crying out loud. Uh, We will be back next week with another Christmas special with a secret special Christmas guest. So keep an eye out for that. But until then, may your presents be bulging 
and your um, turkey be moist. Yes, I agree. Bye. Goodbye. It's Harry Hill here, and I'm recording this trailer for my new podcast, Harry Hill's Noise. Basically, it's a half hour of ambient sound, and then at some point during the podcast, I make a noise. Now, when you're listening to it, you'll forget that I'm about to make a noise, and you'll get lulled into it, and then I'll make the noise, and it'll be really funny. I mean, it doesn't sound like a regular podcast, does it? But, um... Believe me, you're going to really love it. So why don't you subscribe uh, now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast. It's called Harry Hill's Noise and it's coming soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.